Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch. I'm joined with the one and only Joshua Timms. What's up, team? You always say, what's up, team? I know, that's yeah, my thing. Yeah, it's like our thing. It's my tagline. It's his thing, and then I always say, hey, guys, after what? Oh, got it. And the one and only Miss <laughs> hey Elena Haas. Hey, guys. <laughs> Every time. I don't have a thing. It's just our thing. I need a thing. Maybe in 2020, I might get a thing. Because what are we talking about today, Josh? Do I have a thing? I think you do. I need to think about what it is. Yeah. Well, while she does that, Josh, what? Actually, I know your thing. What okay, is it? go. It's you go, I'm with the one and only. You say the one and only, and then you do Josh Timms. Mm. Sometimes and then you say, you. and then you say, Miss Elena Haas. Yes, Mrs. Miss. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. <laughs> All right. Hey, save us, Josh. What are we talking about today? We are going to talk about three New Year's resolutions that you should make. Like you have to make. Yeah. These are the three that you should make. Three big ones. Yep. We can't promise everything 2020 has for you, but if you do these three, you will at least set yourself up on the right track and head your life in a direction that that is consistent with God's word and we're told in God's word leads to life. It yep. leads to a, a, the type of 2020 that you want to have. Can you believe it's about to be 20? No, it feels wild. That is so crazy. Okay. The, fir- the first one's this friends, uh, join a church, belong to a local church. Belong to a local church. Yep. Why do I need to belong to a local church? It's a lot of layers to this uh, as to why you want to. And so I think we'll just jump into a few of those. This is the most exciting resolution of yeah. all of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is uh, man. Yeah. You know, there's nothing more exciting than that. Yeah, I'll lots of reasons. One of the reasons being, man, uh, as God gives each one of us gifts and, and says, man, these, those gifts are given to you by God for a reason to glorify him and to use for the better of others. A place which you can do that is your church. It's like, it's it's the number one place of which your gifts are best served. And so when we think about you guys and think about all the things that God's giving you, maybe it's teaching, maybe it's encouragement, maybe it's hosting uh, you you and, and belonging to a church is a place where you can best utilize those and where God would say, man, go and, and um, be part of what they've got going on there and utilize those gifts inside of uh, the Big C Church. Yeah, no, and I was kidding about, you know, being the most exciting. The reality is one of the most overlooked and disobedient marks of our generation for people who claim to be Christians is that they are not living in line with God's word. It commands that you and I be members of a church. I'll explain where exactly in just a second, but in multiple places all throughout the New Testament, we are called to be underneath the authority of elders, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 submit to elders and their leadership, First Peter chapter five, that you and I are called to be there. And to Josh's point, it is where you contribute the gifts that God has given you. If you only, here's a question. If you only breathe in and you never breathe out, what happens? Mm, you die. You die. <laughs> That's right. I knew that one. It, it, uh, it's, there's a actual example of this in nature, the Dead Sea. Do you guys know why the Dead Sea is dead? Because mm. no animals can live in there. Well, that, that is, it is yeah. dead and thus no animals can live there. But do you know why it's dead? There's too much salt content. There's too much salt content. Do you know why? No. Because there's no way, there's no place that water can get out. There's no river uh, flowing out of it. So water and evaporation and everything goes in there and it never can release. So it is dead and everything inside of it is dead and there's tons of salt. So then you can go over there and float. Without any really but point being, if you only take in, you only consume and you never you only have input, no output. You die as a human. And the same thing, you die if you're a C. And as a person, 
We were created not to just consume, take in messages, even just to read our Bible without applying it and using it to serve other people. If you only take in and you never give out, you are going to cripple and hurt your faith. And Mm. the local church is one of the primary places that God said, I I created this environment for you to go and use your gifts. You have time, talents, and treasures that all of us bring together and all of us is better than one of us. And that's part of why being a part of a local church. And then what we said earlier was being underneath the authority of elders. Why do you think that being underneath the authority of elders is a command? Uh, Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17 says this, obey your leaders or your elders. Elders is just kind of a churchy word for leader. The leadership of a local church. And submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Why do you guys think it's commanded to be underneath elders and leaders? Yeah, when I first hear that, I kind of naturally, I think, push against it. Like, I, I'm like, nah, I don't want anyone to be, I don't want to be under anyone's authority. Like, I kind of want to be free. Like, I feel like I can, I can give an account for myself. Yeah. And I think that's exactly why I, he says, to be under the authority of others. Like, I've got people above me that, um, that, that really will answer in how they lead me in uh, my relationship with Christ and how they've, they've taught me and equipped me uh, moving forward. And I think for the very reason for the, about the fact that I don't want elders is the reason that I need them is because I think I can do it on my own. And yeah. I, and when we are involved in a church is when we're involved in community, which is a huge means of God's grace in our life. Totally. And th- their source of provision and protection. Yeah. God gave them to be an extra layer of, of provision and that um, they're thinking through how do we care for the needs of our family? That's why going through membership is so important. But how do we care for the people who are members here? Not just everyone in the world we're going to care for, but how do we make sure that we're caring for the spiritual health, the physical health, the emotional health of this family or our local church here? Those are the ones that are a source of provision. At Watermark, our elders have said, as long as I've been here, you will never go hungry, that um, you will never go without shelter or clothing. And uh, if one of us does, then all of us do, because you know we come to an apocalyptic time where everyone is run out of food, but we are gonna care for one another. And if you are a member here, that's how we know who's a part of our family. They're also a source of protection in that if I start to make decisions that contradict the faith that I say I have in Jesus, and I start to be like, you know what, I'm just gonna sleep with not my wife, but anybody I want to at any point in time, and I don't care anymore, that they're gonna step in and pray, pursue, reach out, come meet with, and be a source of accountability and care, which is one of those things where you're like, man, I don't know that I want that, but you really, if you're honest with yourself, I mean, I think, if you think about it, you're like, that actually probably is a good thing. Today, I'm not I'm not rogue going crazy, but I sure hope um, that if that day ever came, when I'm sober-minded right now, I would yeah. go, man, I want that to be there for me. But, yeah, um, and I was reading First uh, Peter 5 this morning, and it was talking about, I'll just read it, um, verse two says, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them, not because you must, but because you are willing as God wants you to be not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And I think what's really good is we can hear that. I think as young adults and be like, we don't need someone lording their power over us, just telling us what not to do. Totally. And it's like, Hey, actually they're commanded being an elder is a really high call. And like, they're going to be held accountable to God for how they lead um, the people that they're responsible for and they are commanded to not lord their authority or anything like that. It's really for our personal gain. And so 
you know, there could be a lot there of like, in general, having authority over you is something that is hard, but it's something that's good for us too, especially as young adults that we learn how to um, trust them and um, yeah, just submit to what God would have for us in that provision. And the type of people that the Bible says are to be elders in first Timothy chapter three and Titus one, like, dude, it is, it's a high bar. Yeah. I mean, it is somebody who is yeah. all in with Jesus that you can follow every aspect of their life. Uh, by and large, you should be able to go, man, I'm going to follow them as they follow Christ mm-hmm. and the way that they operate, the way that they rate. I mean, it touches their marriage, parents, how yeah. they handle alcohol, their job, money, all of that is laid out. So it's not just some flippant, like, oh, this is Barry. He's, he's over the leadership here. It's somebody who has been around, who has a spiritual maturity yeah. that, that, uh, hopefully is, um, someone that you look up to, you aspire to be and at a healthy church, you're going to have healthy elders who align with what God says. And those are men who are, are not lording their power over different people. They're going, mm-hmm. we want to serve the flock. Jesus said leadership and Mark chapter 10 is those who serve. Yeah. The son of man came not to be served, but to serve, give his life as a ransom for many. And if you want to be great, whoever is first will be last, last will be first. He basically lays out that kingdom leadership is serving their people. And so being at a healthy place, like the one that we get to be a part of at Watermark makes it a, a real blessing. And it's easy to see why, man, I need to be plugged in. So wherever you are, there isn't a perfect church, including the one that we're at. You need to be underneath the authority of elders. And uh, candidly, I know people listening right now, you've already written me off. You're making excuses why it doesn't apply to you. You're moving this summer or, you know, there's not as good of churches around or you don't really like any of them. And to you, I would say you are living disobedient to what God has for you, but you don't have to. And in 2020, there's an opportunity for you to get it plugged in. If you don't know of a local church that you, um, if you're in a city and you're like, I just don't know which one to be a part of, you can email us at info at the porch.live. There's actually a list of churches that we have a relationship with. And there's a decent chance that you're in a city where one of them could be. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else you guys and, would add on Yeah, that I do want to say, I think we could go into the fact of when we say joining a church, it's not a lot of people can be like, oh, yeah, I, I attend this church yeah. sometimes, like, maybe you know, twice a month and whatever. And we're not talking about attending a church. We're talking about going all in and becoming a member of that church. And do you guys want to talk about like membership and what that even means or? Well, it looks different in every church, but yeah, yeah, you're such a, that's a great point. People come up all the time and they're like, hey, I'm a member of the porch. It's like, we do not have members. <laughs> that's not we, a thing. we are a ministry of a yeah. local church and any porch live location is a ministry of a local church. So going through the membership classes or requirements, whatever local body, it's going to look different. So at Watermark, it's like a three week class. Mm-hmm. You kind of earn in the dating phase going, do I share the same vision and values that these people do? And then uh, you join a community group and then you serve uh, in some capacity, whether it's in many of the humanitarian ways and partners and relationships that we have that are gospel centered throughout the city or serving regularly here at Watermark. So Mm -hmm. it's going to look different depending on where you are, but going through membership, attending someplace does not make you a member. Right. Because uh, yes, last thing, because if you're just attending somewhere, those elders that are there that are put in place to be responsible for you, they don't actually know if you're a part of the family. Like you're just like someone who walks in the doors, which is, which is great. That's a part of this potentially the first step. But we, when you belong there is actually when they can be, uh, they can care for you. They can pursue you. Uh, and so it's not just showing up and being involved or like needing to be involved is, is, uh, is actually a part of what being a member looks like. Totally. Number two is this, is we, uh, is get in community. 
And this, this goes along often with being a part of the church, but being inside of a community and not just like any community, like, man, this is fun at the CrossFit community. Like, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about people who are also pursuing God that you are doing life with. So get in community. Yeah. Being a small group, being yep. a, a group of people that know where you're struggling. They're the ones who are going to, if you have uh, something happens in your life and you're in the hospital, they're coming there. Being in a small group connected to other people. If your church doesn't offer small groups, organically start one or just grab other believers around your same age and be like, Hey, I need accountability. I want to walk alongside other believers and, and meet regularly and encourage each other from God's word and, um, and counsel each other from God's word and walk through life together on how we're going to date work, just kind of be there for each other. Start that group. Hopefully you're at a church that offers that type of thing. Yep. And either way, the Bible says that it is through community that God protects us from the deceitfulness of sin. Hebrews chapter 13, verse three, says that you are to exhort or speak into one, one another's life so that none of us is hardened by the deceitfulness of sin um, and encourage one another day after day. It says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 24, do not neglect meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So the Bible says you're to meet together, you're to call each other out and to speak life. <clears throat> Community or relationships, authentic mm -hmm. ones, are the ones where we, James five sixteen confess our sins to one another and pray for each other so that we would be healed. So if you are not in a small group, 2020, if you want it to be an amazing year, get in. That is one of the easiest things you can do to make sure that you're setting yourself up for experiencing all that God wants in your yep. life. And in abundance of counselors, there's great wisdom, the Proverbs say. And so it, you are going to forfeit one of the ways that God speaks to us if you don't have a small group of the people of God. He speaks to the word of God, the spirit of God, and the people of God. Yep. If you don't have a small group, you are silencing one of the three ways that God speaks. Yeah, and why this is a resolution is because a lot of us, you know, we have friends, we have people we could say, oh, we are in community with them because we work with them or we know them from high school or college or whatever. But having friends that believe the same things you do that are gonna challenge you in your walk with the Lord and not just, um, maybe you guys don't have a sport in common that you like or you work together, but you have Jesus in common and that yeah. gonna, that's gonna um, spur you on in a closer relationship with him. So having friends and having friends who believe the same things you do are two different things. And it doesn't yeah. mean you have to get rid of yeah. your old friends, but just having other friends who are gonna encourage you in that and way. And not just believe the same, but are committed to like leading you towards, no, 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 this is how, this is what God's yeah. word has to say. And, and challenge you and yep. your walk with yeah. the Lord. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And are committed to doing that. And the last one is this, it's just go all in with Jesus. That sounds really like ambiguous, but what we mean by this, what we mean by this is just looking at your life and, and and looking at your heart. Are there areas in my life that I have yet to like fully surrender to Him? Like little little things that I'm holding on to. I'm like, no, I want control over this, whether it be like job or relationship, or I don't know what it is for you. But just going, man, Jesus, I actually am going to believe that you are where life is found, and so I'm going to pursue you with everything. I'm, I'm putting all my chips in one basket. And it's a basket. It's yours, you know, and, yeah. and like. Man, for instance, uh, John 10, 10 says that, that that is where life and life to its full is found is uh, inside of a relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Mark chapter eight, verse 34 said that Jesus speaking to a crowd says, whoever wants to be my disciple or my follower must deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for my sake and for the gospel will save it. That Jesus says, hey, come on, follow me. Take up your cross, which just basically means like die to yourself daily. And then I love the next verse because it's pretty brilliant. Die to yourself, like lose your life for me and you will find where life is found. If you try to hoard your life and hold on to it and keep things back from me and don't yeah. actually trust me, 
you're going to lose your life or it's not going to be the type of life that you want. That the kingdom uh, resolution, Jesus says, follow me and die to yourself and you will experience life. Or you can not die to yourself and not follow me and you're going to not experience life. You're going to lose your life. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I think whatever you're holding back, relationships, maybe some of you are listening, you need to break up. Maybe you need to... Uh, uh, join a church, like we said earlier, you've already dismissed like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. I'm only here for another year because I'm in grad school or, you know, I'm not sure I really am going to work this job that long and I'm trying to move back home. Today is a day you're living there. Join and be a part of a church. Yep. Get into a small So whatever those areas where you're holding back, yep. um, surrender those, confess those to other people. Maybe the first step for you is just identifying, you know what? I don't think I'm supposed to be smoking this much weed. Mm -hmm. I don't think God wants me to smoke weed or whatever it is. And just say, I don't know that I'm even going to stop, but I, at least I'm going to start by identifying like, yeah, I'm going to admit to myself, this is an area where I'm not following Jesus. Yep. Hopefully that leads you to take the next step. And I'm just saying like, dude, step up to the line of acknowledging, yeah, I'm, I'm willfully not obeying and following Jesus in this oh, area. And I'm, I'm, I have the courage to at least say that. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know what that looks like for you, where you is, but you are not going to regret going all in no. with Jesus, getting into a community group and joining a church. You do those three things and no matter what other resolutions or whatever else things in 2020 God has for you, mm -hmm. you're going to have a yeah. better year. You're going to have a great year. Yeah. Last thing I'll say in two days, uh, no, in one day, we're going to have New Year's and we will celebrate as a country, whether you realize it or not, um, people will turn on a TV. They're going to watch some ball drop. I don't know why they do that but a ball drop and you know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Times Square. Times Square and lots of celebrations for the New Year's. As Christians, New Year's is another reminder of the undeniable impact of Jesus in our life and in our world because it's not just 2020 randomly. It is 2,020 years from the birth of Jesus and culture and every direction that you look at this time of the year, it's almost like without excuse, you didn't know Jesus, mm -hmm. you didn't know his impact on this world. You didn't know he was around. You didn't know. I mean, you celebrated Christmas. The New Year's was there. It's another opportunity just to engage with neighbors and people and go like, hey, 2020 is coming. Do you know what it's 2020 years since? And because a lot of people don't. And so even New Year's is an opportunity to be reminded of the undeniable impact of our Savior and the fact that God loves you so much. He came to this world. He died for you. And he, he uh, was born 2020 years ago for you and for me to be the Savior of all the world. So... Come That's on. all I got. Anything else you guys got? That's it. A short one, but we will see you in 2020 on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.